hear the music, you know what it means. It's time to talk a little baseball. Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach, joining us. And uh, it's a good day to be a Bear. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of great basketball stuff. But the Bears over the weekend, boy, sweep of Memphis. And, uh, Steve, welcome back to the program. Uh, We've been monitoring things early this season and I know it's been up and down a bit, which is, you know, I think most teams kind of start that. But how does it? How did it feel to uh, against a quality opponent to to have those kind of results? That had to be uh, that had to be a pretty good feeling. Well, Matt, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, you know, obviously a little tired uh, this Monday just after playing four games, and we, what's great is we had amazing weather. And, uh, you know, a quality opponent in Memphis coming in and probably the first normal weekend we've had in regards to uh, just playing a traditional weekend. And it was it was great to be able to get out there and have our guys kind of settle in and uh, play the way they did. It was uh, was I was hoping it was going to be expected, but it was nice to see them perform the way they did. Yeah. And uh, boy, at any time, it doesn't really matter who it is. It's just hard in baseball. When you have that many games in a short amount of time, it's hard to kind of stay focused, especially early in the season. Your guys seem to be all over it. Uh, outscore Memphis 42-15. Let's talk about some of the trends, if we could call them that, early in the season. Uh, Steve, the uh, uh, your leadoff man uh, and, and, and really already a National Player of the Year candidate, Jared McKenzie, um, I, this is this is a remarkable start for him. Um, what are you seeing? Does it? Are you surprised that he's this locked in this early, or or were you? I mean, does this not surprise you at all? Where where are you with his start? Uh, it does not surprise me at all. It's always pleasantly encouraging to to have a player who I have high expectations for to to play really well. You know, it's always really nice to be able to have that. Um, you know, but I'm also realistic, um, in a lot of capacities. Uh, and so I try not to overshoot my expectations, you know, but he had a really solid senior year in regards to his high school came here. Obviously last year was shortened and he, he was off to a great start. He was somehow like a 20% season. He was an all American, a freshman all American. So that was great to see. And then, uh, he really didn't skip a beat once he started up this season and it was great to see. He's just making some great plays in center field. He's doing a lot of different things on the field that are really helping us win. All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, talking to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach, coming off uh, a really uh, nice weekend. We have not gotten to talk since that Round Rock Classic. It's always uh, uh, it's it's interesting to pretty much open a season against, like, you know, really premium competition. What were your two or three biggest takeaways uh, from that? You don't want to, like, draw too much i know there was some uh there was some sloppy ball in one of those games i recall it might have been that first one against a&m that i that i remember what what were your biggest takeaways coming away from that what were you pleased about and where did you see hey we got the most work to do well i don't you know i don't really like everything that you kind of said is true um and the thing is like you can take stuff away from every aspect of it whether it's negative or positive you know and the negativity um, you know, is, you know, we didn't communicate real well on a, a couple plays and it ended up costing us a couple runs. Um, but some of those plays are, are quite honestly just a maturity thing. Some of the things are really hard to coach. 
um, until you actually experience them. And I tell guys, like, there's certain things that I can tell you, but until you experience it, you have to kind of go through it so you, you see it. And the more times you see it, the, the better you're going to be at recognizing it and know what to do. Um, you know, one, one was, you know, one play was just an error, you know, uh, Jared, uh, came in for a ball. He was trying to throw somebody out and he lifted up his glove a little bit too early and the ball went underneath his glove. That, that's just a, a human mistake. But the two other ones that, you know, we, we really communi- uh, talked about some of those things. And one of them happened to me in the big league. So it's really hard to fault, uh, kids <laughs> when they're, when they're trying to do the right thing. And like when it happened, I go, Oh my gosh, I know exactly what happened right there. So it was great to be able to communicate with them knowing that, I have gone through that same thing and, and experienced exactly what they went through. But what's great is that's, that's part of the, the learning aspect of this. You know, at one point, I think we had five starting freshmen out there. So I'm expecting certain things from them, but I also have to be realistic in knowing that, you know, there's certain things that they just haven't experienced yet with their playing career. And um, obviously when you're playing against top level talent with Auburn, A&M and Oklahoma, you know, they're going to expose some of those uh, inexperiences, and, and, and they did. Uh, but what's great is we've kind of gotten past that. We've gotten onto a great track. We're, we're playing really well offensively. We pitched really well this weekend. And so it, it was really good to see our guys bounce back from that weekend and come back and win five games this weekend. Yeah, you just can't let that stuff, especially early in the season, hang around if you have some down moments. Uh, good win over Auburn in that one. Talking to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. You know, I zero in on certain players. Hayden Kettler was a guy, boy, a couple of seasons ago, you're expecting big things from and 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 just got hurt, got injured, and, and couldn't quite. Boy, it feels like three seasons ago, I know, with the pandemic and everything, but it hadn't been that long ago. I had to be nice, Steve seeing him back on the mound and and from the little bit I was able to kind of catch of that um just seemed like you know crafty uh everything was playing like he needed it to be and and I you know who knows it's hard to say okay is he back up to full speed or not but uh I it certainly certainly looked like everything was playing for him you know he he, he did a great job you know we're we're trying to build him up still um, you know, on, on a Sunday game after, you know, we have a chance to see a, a team, three other games. And, and so we have a pretty good idea about their hitters. And he did a really good job of getting us, you know, at least halfway through that game. Um, and then hopefully we can kind of continue to build him up as well. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, he, he has to be that way. His velocity is down a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, he, he knows who he is as a, as a person and as a player. And, you know, that's one of the things about him is that maturity level that he's not thinking he's one person and then he, he performs like somebody else. And, and so that's what makes him such a good player. And I'll be honest, I was really happy. You know, Tyler Thomas was another one who came in and started on Friday um, in our first game. And you want to talk about a person who has overcome some adversity, dealing with a surgery and, I mean, coming out and just been the absolute most consistent pitcher we got right now. Uh, throughout the weekends, and and so it's been great to see some of our guys, including Blake Helton, who who just did a great job of being probably put in some of the most awkward spots, you know, starting on Sunday, then having to come back on a Friday, and then you know having to change everything, the routine, just to to make sure that we have a starting pitcher. He he's just they've just done a really good job. Love that Tyler Thomas nine strikeouts, uh, and, and gave you six strong innings. It is Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. Go ahead, Stephen. Coach, when we talked with you before the season, I, I know you said you had a lot of young guys who really impressed you in the fall. And uh, I know Trey Richardson played some for you before things shut down last year. But 
were you expecting him to, to be playing this well earlier in the year? It seems like he's in a, a really good rhythm right now. Well, I, yes, I was expecting him to play well, you know, and that's why, you know, he graduated early from high school to get here and we were excited about it. Um, and then he came in and his arm was hurt. And so he didn't kind of get enough playing time uh, to really, to make a big impact. But, you know, he dh a little bit, played a little bit of second base and then his arm was hurt. And so we were trying to just give him time off. And then obviously the pandemic gave him plenty of time uh, to get healthy. And so he, he's healthy again, but uh, hitting in the top of our order, uh, whether it's two, three, four, um, is a great aspect for us just because he can do a lot of little things. He has surprising power. Uh, he's got some speed. He can do, you know, just he, he's kind of a, a, a player that in the future he's going to be a well-rounded player. He's still making some young mistakes, which we constantly talk about. Uh, but once again, I, I'm always asking our guys to be older than they are, and I always have to check myself and remind them that, and myself that, hey, this is going to come with time, but we just have to allow them to kind of hit some bumps along the way just because that's what's going to make them better in the future. Coach, what are you doing? What are you in uh, Dave Aranda? Uh, what's the latest on Blake Shapin and kind of how um, I, I know there were some meetings that were had and, and uh, uh, I've, I've, I've tried to monitor those things without without bugging you too much. And you've been very candid with us, which is which is great. What's uh, what's the latest with him is, is, is how you kind of approach things with Blake? Well, the big thing is we, we've had good communication. Um, he's trying to win a starting quarterback spot, you know, let's be honest. And so um, we told him, I said, look, we, we completely understand it. Uh, we have a new offensive coordinator and a new scheme, and, and there's a lot of new things that are happening. And if he's going to be over here uh, playing for us, you know, he feels like he's missing something out there. And, you know, he still wants to be able to, to be a quarterback for this program. And so, you know, I told him, I said, look, I don't want your, your, your head being in one place and your heart being in another. And so let, let's go ahead and get you over there, get you through spring ball. And then once spring ball is over, we'll get you back over here. And, you know, we're going to be behind, which is fine. But, uh, you know, just getting him back here and getting him into the swing of things, it's a really talented player who, uh, who is going to be really fun to watch at some point. All right. So, obviously, you've talked about his talent. Have you, uh, have you gotten to see him throw the football, by the way? You know, Tom House, a guy you've probably uh, – uh, visited with in the past, boy, he used to he used to work with pitchers, and he'd have them throwing footballs and throwing all sorts of things. Do you, have you ever kind of monitored him? Uh, you know, delivering the football. You know what's funny is when we had our uh, our week of ice storms here, uh, we had to go in the indoor quite a bit to to practice and to throw and to do a lot of things, and we would go always always go in probably after football did. And there was a couple times where we would be there and they were finishing up and they were doing pass routes and he was throwing ball. And I'll tell you what, it comes out really easy. And uh, when you watch him throw it, even as coaches, we looked at him, we're like, wow, that's pretty good. And like, I'm not a quarterback coach. I don't know a thing about anything in regards to play calling and defensive recognition and all that stuff. Um, I'm usually on the second tier of the stadium, so I don't know any of that stuff, but um, just by from the naked eye watching him just in regards to delivery and arm, um, it looks pretty good to me. Yeah, if you ever retire from coaching, I hope you go about 20 more years, but that's not a bad retirement out on the West Coast, Steve, the, uh, to just mentor quarterbacks like Tom House has done <laughs> with Brady and Mahomes and those guys. It's, it's, uh, it's sort of fascinating how he somehow went from a longtime pitching coach, used to be with the Rangers, and now somehow he became a quarterback's guru. Talking to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor uh, 
baseball coach. Uh, boy, uh, you've got a you've got the son of a major leaguer uh, with, with in in Nevin. I mean that that's got to be that. And you if you've coached guys that have done that in the past, and, and I'm talking about Kyle Nevin, son of Phil Nevin. Um, what is there a do they arrive, uh, Steve, with a little advanced skill set, just the almost osmosis of being around it? I'm not saying every major leaguer is, you know, out of the womb, is trying to put a bat in their hands or a glove, but is there is there a little bit different level of understanding when one of those kids arrives? Well, I think the, the biggest thing um, is that every kid is different. You know, every household is different. Every parenting scheme is different. Um, so every kid, I mean, I've coached Ryan Sandberg's son, I've coached Jamie Moyer's son, I've coached Charlie Huff's son, uh, Chad Tracy, uh, who is Jim Tracy, the manager of the Dodgers and the Pirates. Um, I coach his kids. Um, and so I've coached quite a few big leaguers kids. Um, and, you know, and the biggest thing is that they understand coaching. They understand playing. They understand that there are certain things that coaches do. Uh, we're, we're trying to get them to be better baseball players. And so their understanding of the game uh, from a, a, a technical standpoint, from a, a, a game-playing standpoint, from a skill set in regards to like what's happening on the field is usually very advanced. Um, now, when it comes to the individual, sometimes there are certain things I tell this to every kid. I cannot teach and I can't coach maturity. I can't tell a kid to grow up. You know, we, we talk about old man strength all the time. Like when you get older, you just naturally become stronger. You naturally become bigger. And so those are some of the things that I just can't coach. I can get kids stronger in a weight room, but there's certain things in regards to that maturity level that just happen with time. And that's where some of these kids, I think is, is my job is to really kind of hold them in the pen and let them get stronger and bigger in regards to the weight room and our nutrition program and some of the stuff that we do here at the baseball field, and then let that maturity catch up with it. And usually when it does, it turns out to be a pretty good baseball player. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing. Did Charlie Huff's son smoke cigarettes like in the dugout? (laughs) No, but he tried to throw a knuckleball just like he did. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Charlie Huff, you're talking about, that's one of my favorite Rangers ever, my childhood hero. In fact, that knuckleball, obviously it's easier on your arm. Charlie used to throw it fast and then got the knuckleball going. And one of those games against the Twins, you may remember it, Steve, years ago, he was still in there in like the 15th or 16th inning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is there's not a lot of wear and tear. I mean, they're the perfect spot starter whenever you need them. Like, hey, can you pitch? Sure. You just got to file your nails right and off you go. That's right. You see Charlie Huff's son throw like 90, and you're like, what are you doing? you got to slow that. You need to be in the 60-mile-per-hour 60, 60 range. Well, listen, we um, it's always fun catching up with you. It's, I'm so excited about this season. It's fun. Good weather coming in. It's going to be great to get out to the ballpark. The only thing, uh, Steve, you know I love to give unsolicited advice. I, I'm looking at Cade Currington's numbers. I'm only seeing 11 at bat so far. The uh, the Kaufman kid, we like to call him. Let's see if we can get those numbers up just a little bit, please. Wow! Look at you putting <laughs> a little pub in there for Cade. I like that. Oh, Cade! I'll tell you what. Cade is one of my favorite kids on the team, and and I just I just love his demeanor and everything he does uh, in regards to his positive attitude that he brings to our program and. Uh, he has earned everything he's gotten, and that's one of the great things about that young man. 
Well, his grandfather's going through a tough time uh, physically right now. Dr. Joe Urso, one of the great veterinarians in the history of uh, of that great field in my hometown. And so we're all thinking about him, but that's one of the tougher dudes uh, in the country. So uh, we're all we're all thinking good thoughts on that as uh, Cade's family's kind of dealing with that. But, boy, we're very proud of Cade, and, and I'm just giving you a hard time. But uh, he does seem to produce, so I, I love it when he gets in there. Coach, great to – Great to catch up with you. Let's uh, just keep rolling, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you guys do, Matt, and thank you guys again for having me on.